All right. It isn't. It isn't easy. All right. So, so we're now um, beginning a whole discussion here about the idea of the value of iskafia and how when a Jew does iskafia, when a Benini or a wannabe Benini does iskafia, bends himself, then it's uh, it's it's changing it's changing all of existence. That's that's really the that's really the idea. Let's start again. Veloid. So here, what we're being introduced to is not just the idea of a person not doing the wrong thing, right? Up until this point in the in the discussion, we have been going on about okay, a person wants to do something bad, you know, something that's iser, something that's you know that's forbidden, something that's the wrong thing to do, right? However, here, now, all of a sudden, we're going to be introduced to a whole new concept. The new concept here is, here is something that is totally kosher. 100% kosher from every angle. And yet, he decides that he's not going to, so to speak, indulge himself with it. He's not going to go after it. He's not going to, you know, run to do this thing. So you can ask yourself the question, what, what, what are we talking about here? Look, it's a kosher, it's a kosher steak. It's a kosher, uh, you know, I'm talking about Parnassa. What, what's wrong with talking about Parnassa? I'm talking about, the, you know, it, these, are, these are real things. I'm thinking about uh, what am I going to do, uh, you know, spending my time thinking about what am I going to do on vacation, uh, you, know, in, uh, you know, in six months' time, right? In other words, there's nothing wrong with it. There's, nowhere does it say in the Torah, thou shalt not eat a kosher steak. It doesn't say that. Right? Thou shalt not eat and indulge in so, and, uh, sushi. Doesn't say that anywhere. So why should I be bothering with this? Like, what, what, what are we talking about here? So he says like this, Veloid, we are 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 lines down on page 68. Veloid, Even with things that are completely permissible. Kol masha adam Every moment that a person is able to shecht, offer as on the altar, so to speak, his yetzer hara, afilu kala, even if it's just for a, you know, a momentary instant. Asha kala means like a light, light instant. You know, it's not, we're not talking about uh, fasting the whole day here. That's not what we're discussing here. We're talking about just holding himself back for a moment. Uh, I remember my teacher in Farhabad used to say, that when you sit down for a meal, whatever it is, and you have a plate filled with food, right? Just stop for five seconds, 10 seconds, 20 seconds, whatever it is. Why? Because at that moment, when you sit down, your Nefesh Bahamis wants to like, you know, boom, you know, like it's like, you know, like in a race, you know, in the, when someone shoots the gun and they're off, you know, it's like, uh, you just want to tear into whatever's there, right? Why not tear into whatever's there? It's all kosher. It's all, you know, it's all fine, Right? No, that, 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 that one instant of stopping breaks the Nefesh of Bahamis. Breaks the Nefesh of Bahamis. All the energy of the Nefesh of Bahamis is right at that moment. And then when you stop for a second, it's like, oh, it breaks it. And that's what he says here. At that moment, and you have in mind that what am I doing this for? I'm doing this in order to bend my Yitzhahara. I'm doing this in order to bend the nefesh of Bahamias that's sitting there on the left side of my heart. And he gives examples. Kagon, shechafetz lechol, he wants to eat. Umi'acha se'udasa ad l'acha sha'a o'pachos. 
and instead of eating right at that second, he holds himself back for uh, for a moment, for a time, whatever it is. He says a shah here. A shah literally means like an hour, but it could mean like even a moment of time, whatever, right? Or even pachos, even even if it's ten seconds. But there's a there's a rationale behind what he's doing. In other words, there's a kavana here. It's not just uh, he's going on a diet. There's a kavana that he is stopping for a second in order for this purpose. And let's say if he, he you know he stops before he before he uh, you know before he dives in, he, he has a mishnah that he's memorized and he says over the mishnah in his own mind or whatever he does, right? Or let's say that he decides to like I see you guys a bunch of you guys yeah every lunch you know instead of jumping down immediately to lunch the the guys are learning uh, some sort of mishnah or whatever I don't know a mishnah one mishnah two mishnahs I don't know what you're doing right? So the idea over there. Is, is is similar along these lines, right? At that moment, he's holding himself back and he's involving himself with something godly, with something very holy. Now look what he says here. Kedisa begemara, like it says in the gemara, sharavis machal kol adam, shashishis machal talmidei chachamim. It says in the gemara that in general, in those days, people used to eat in the fourth hour, right? And talmidei chachamim would dafke eat in the sixth hour. And they would, they would starve themselves. For this reason. In other words, you can say to yourself, like, what's the difference? Come on, I'm going to be, I'm going to learn anyway. I'm going to be learning anyway later on. Right? So what's the big deal? So, you know, I'll, I'll eat at uh, 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or whatever it is. And, and then I'll go back to, and then I'll go back to eating right afterwards. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to go back to eating. Go back to learning right afterwards. Yeah. Right? What's the difference? So, so, so instead, you're telling me, no, no, learn extra now and then you eat afterwards. It seems like it's not necessary. He says, no, that, that experience was the experience that they were doing. Now I want I want to I want to read a little bit further because it's it's amazing what he says here. Vechain im boilem piv and also if you like hold your mouth back, miladaber I'm sorry dvarim shalibo mesavet maod ledirim beinyanim haolam. Or for example, let's say that you hold yourself back from speaking words that you really want to speak about. In inyane olam, inyane olam here means like let's say business, right? You're 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 involved in business and you want to and you want to speak about it, and uh, and you know you you, start, you don't have to speak, you don't have to tell everyone everything, you don't have to you know just go on and on whatever whatever comes to your head, you know you start speaking about it. You're you're going to hold yourself back. also and also with even your thoughts. I feel Now look at these words. Now, compare that, go back to the page before, and we have almost the same exact line. See if you can see the difference. If you go back to, to Lamed Dalet, uh, where the line begins with the word Ruach, it's mamish halfway down the page. Over there he says almost the exact same line. See if you can see the difference. Can you see it? I'll give you a second to ta- I'll give you a second to figure it out. 
What? It says Kadis Kapila over there too. No, that's not the main point. Oh, tell us what it says. Come on. They brought you out of retirement for a reason. Okay. Right. Stop. Everyone see that? Okay, let's go back. Let's see. Lamed Dalid, he says, very good. Excellent, Avram. When a person will bend the sitra acher down here below, it's going to cause the glory of Hashem to shine up above, al-kula, etc., etc., like we've been talking about. If you look on page 68, he adds an important word here. It says the exact same sentence, right? But he adds something. What does he add? He says over here. He says, Diskafia, right? If he was going to bend the sitra down here below, he adds the word kedushaso. So what is he adding here? What he's saying here is a very important point. When a person does iskafia, when a person bends himself from doing the wrong thing, he wants to do the wrong thing. He wants to do an avera. He wants to do something that's so to speak illegal. Right? So he changes the whole existence by him holding himself back. That's what he said. It's going to shine the, the glory of Hashem in, in everywhere. Over here he says something more. He says when a person when a person is going to bend himself from something that is mutter something that is mutter not only is he changing the whole existence by bringing the Yikar to Kuchibrichu, but also it's shining even a higher level because Kedusha means something that is separate. So the idea of a level of Hashem that is separate from all of existence is now going to shine out. He's changing everything. He's bringing so much holiness into the world. For what? Because he's not eating this kosher food for, he's holding himself back for 30 seconds. He's not speaking these words that are totally allowed to be spoken. He's changing everything. So as we've been talking about in the, our, our entire discussion in Tanya, we are here on a mission. We are the Ebeshter Shluchim down here in this world to change the world, to make the world a better place, to elevate the world. Right? That's our job. So the Alter Rebbe is saying here, how are we really able to do that? One way, an essential way, is to stop myself from doing the wrong thing. But now he says there's even a greater way. If I play, so to speak, in the realm of the world of mutter, the realm of the world that is what is permissible, but I make myself holy in this area, I'm not only changing the world on one level, but I'm adding so much holiness into the world it is unheard of. That's amazing. That's an incredible thought. So when a person is looking at life and thinking to himself, what am I doing down here? Why am I bechlal down here? 
So we know the Hasidisha approach. The Hasidisha approach is not that I am down here in order that I can become this uh, whatever. That's not the purpose. I am down here in order to be the Shliach of Hashem in this world. That's what I'm doing down here. That's my job. That's the Hasidisha approach. That's the Baal Shem Stop focusing on myself and what I'm going to become and start focusing on what I'm going to do and how I'm going to impact the world. That's what we're discussing. Right? So now, so now, what are we saying? If you really want to impact the world in the greatest possible way, hit a grand slam, this is the way to hit the grand slam. Now, what he's going to say after this is going to go back the other way, which is absolutely fascinating also. Not only are you going to hit the Grand Slam in terms of changing existence by adding all this holiness of not only Yekar de Kuchibrihu, but Kedusha also as well, but in addition to this, you are going to change rapidly. Your life is going to change in a major way. Because all of a sudden, the amount of ore that's going to be coming, the amount of light that's going to be coming down, that Hashem is going to be shining on me, is going to be exponential. And that exponential light is going to change, it's going to change my approach to the world. I'm going to become incredibly more sensitive to spirituality. And my whole avoida down here is also going to change by doing this. That's where we're going with this whole idea. So this is, this is unbelievable firepower. He's letting us in, Al-Tareb is letting us in on, on, if you were to say, okay, what are the secrets of Tanya? Of how to, how to really you know, make a big impact on the world and how to change oneself. This is the way. This is, this is, the, this is the million dollar bonus here. That's what he's saying to us. This way of not just iskafia on something that you're not supposed to do, which is, you know, if you think about it, it's pretty obvious, right? But iskafia on something that you are allowed to do, but you hold yourself back, that's the million dollar, that's the million dollar prize of changing of the secret that of how to change all of, in, all, all of existence. That's incredible. And that's what he says here. Right? With regards to words that I want to speak about in things of worlds and things of this world. Now we're not talking about Lashon Hara here. We're not talking about speaking about someone else. We're not talking about speaking anything inappropriate. It's just not not necessary, right? Or even thinking about something that I don't need to be thinking about, but not forbidden. Remember the statement of the Friedrich Rebbe. The statement of the Friedrich Rebbe is that whatever the, the world looks at the world, they say, whatever is permissible, then why not? Good. And whatever is forbidden, let me figure out if there can be a, a loophole, so to speak, of how I can make it permissible. Let me find a kula. Let me find a loophole. Right? The Hasidic approach is right here. Whatever is forbidden is forbidden. And whatever is permissible, is it really necessary? Why? Because at that moment, much more, 
Nimshachas Kedusha El Yona Al Ha'adam Lamata. Not only that, but it's going to shine. This Kedusha is going to shine on the person down here below. Lisayu Siyurav. To help him in an incredible way, in order in all of his avoidas Hashem, meaning he's going to become a much more sensitive person. He's going to change his whole outlook. His battles are going to change. They're going to become much more sensitive. His whole being is going to shift. This is the way to do it. This is the way to shift oneself. This is the this is the kach of Hasidim for all generations. Why? Because this is the secret. This is the secret to the whole thing, to the whole story here. And that's why it says, That's why it says, when a person is Mekadish himself a little bit below, then Hashem pours it out on him. This is what we're talking about. Right? That besides for the fact of fulfilling also the positive commandment, according to Alter Rebbe, he's poskening here. When a person does this, he's fulfilling a positive commandment. <coughs> That's what's happening here. He's actually doing a mitzvah from the Torah. Every time he holds himself back from mutter, not from Asr, from Mutter. This is the area that we're talking about. You, right? That you, you recognize that you have an unbelievable weapon here. A weapon against your Yetzirah, against the Nefesh of Bahamis, against the world, the evil in the world. You're making yourself holy. Meaning that you are going out of your way to do this right now. This is with regards to both, number one, holding yourself back, and number two, also in the positive. That you take your time, in other words, time that you were possibly planning to, uh, to uh, look at the news on your, compu- on your phone, and instead you learn a Mishnah. Right? It means that you decide to do extra in learning, do extra in doing a mitzvah, do extra, do more than what you're what you have a natural tendency to want to do. This changes the person. If Hashem now comes in and he just totally opens up the curtain, that's what winds up happening. That's what he's saying here. You don't see this anywhere else in Tanya. These words are 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 gold. He's actually telling us, you want to change yourself, you want to really do a voter, you want to really change in terms of your being, this is how to do it. Not because of like you're doing something that's so incredibly hard and impossible and you know, you're fasting for 533 days and you're you know, rolling around in the snow and you're you know, uh, doing something crazy that is so impossible. You're holding yourself back for 10 seconds from eating, 30 seconds from eating. That point in and of itself is seemingly nothing. But in Hashem's eyes, it's so powerful. And therefore, Hashem comes along and says, okay, let me give this guy, uh, you know, an extra 5,000 gallons of light. Boom! And it hits his neshama like that. And all of a sudden, he goes like, whoa, what happened there? And all of a sudden, he starts to, 
he starts to feel things a little bit different. He starts to experience life a little bit differently. His avoda becomes a different avoda. His challenges become different challenges. That's what the Alter Rebbe is going to go on to say here. It's, it's an incredible idea. Someone that is struggling, one of us that are struggling, struggling in learning, struggling in not wanting to learn, not wanting to do, right? Struggling in getting out of bed in the morning, struggling in all these areas. This is the remedy. That's what he's saying here. A person is going to change. Do this. This is what he's saying. That's, it's like, where do you see this? In the, in the whole of Chassidus, you don't see it. You don't see that the Alter Rebbe Mamish comes along and tells you, hands you on a golden platter and says, okay, things are not going the way they want to be, you want them to be going. You want to have a, a real change? Here's how to change it. And again, we're not talking about, he's not saying go and fast for 500 days straight. That's not what he's saying here. Go and learn through the entire Shas by tomorrow. He's not what he's saying here. He's, do, he's talking about doing things that we all have within our capability to do very easily. It's just you don't want to. You want to eat all the sushi on the plate and you want to eat the pizza and you want to do this and you want to talk about the, this and you really want to talk about this right now. It's so important to me. Stop. You don't feel like learning that extra piece right now. Do it for this reason. All of a sudden, bang. He's saying, you're going to see a very big difference. That's an incredible idea. You're going to make yourself holy. Even though in the truth is, you're not any different than you were before. It's not like all of a sudden you vanquish the Yetzirah, you vanquish the Sitra Acher. It's no longer there. Adaraba, ki The Yetzirah is as strong as it was when, as when you were born, as he always comes back to this statement. It's powerful. In the left side of the heart. It's so powerful. Right now, it's so powerful. But right now you conquer your Yitzhahara and you make yourself holy for a reason you're doing it. It's not just because you're going on a diet because you want to lose you know, uh, an extra two pounds or whatever it is. It's like there's a reason behind why you're doing it. You're doing it to, for holiness. Like the Pasuk says, and you will be holy. To say, in the end, you will be Kaddosh. And you will be separated in a true way, Masitra Acher. How do you become, how do you win the battle with your Yetzirah? How do you win the battle with your Nefesh of Bahamias? By doing this. Why? Not because you are doing, not because you are able to. You're not able to do anything. You still have the same Yetzirah, you have the same Sitra Acher, I have the same Sitra Acher, I have the same huge, ginormous, right, Nefesh of Ahamias that looks like a huge dragon in my eyes. I still have the same one. It's just that Hashem is going to make it happen. That's the difference. Hashem is going to change the story. Hashem is going to help me. That's what he says, Right? That he says what? Right, Hashem is going to help me. 
He's going to help me divorce it from my heart little by little. It's going to, he's, he's going to change the equation. He's going to change the playing field. All of a sudden, the game is going to look like a different game. I'm not going to become a tzaddik. No one's saying that I'm going to become a tzaddik. But the battles are going to become different battles. That's the difference. That when a soldier is fighting in a war, there's sometimes when he's in intense battles and sometimes where he's like more relaxed. I'm going to become in a different state of being. I'm going to be have a different sensitivity towards Hashem, towards mitzvahs, towards Torah, towards everything. How come? Because Hashem is going to, so to speak, open up the curtain and shine the light down. That's the reason why. That's where the change is going to happen. This is the, this is the remedy. This is the, this is the recipe for this. Right? So when a person finds himself in a situation where things are not flowing, so here you go. This is, the, this is the medicine. When things are not flowing, when things are not going well, when things you're not interested in learning, you're not interested in doing, you're, you're, you can't get out of bed in the morning, you're having a hard time, you, don't, you want to fix yourself? Here it is. This is it. This is, this is, this is the remedy. The complete opposite of the Yitzhahara. The Yitzhahara says when things are not going good, what should you do? Eat chocolate. Go out for pizza. Have a bunch of sushi. Sit back and watch a movie. Do whatever. That's what the Azahara is telling me to do. What? Comfort food. Comfort food, right? Exactly. Comfort food, right? Uh, you know, do things like that. That that's going to make me feel better. Now the Rebbe says punkt verkehrt. The opposite. You want to change yourself? This is how to change yourself. This is where it's at. This is the golden. This is the golden medicine that is going to help you in your life. It's going to change your whole, your whole approach to living. Right? Even though it seems like it's like completely the opposite of what you would imagine doing. And nowhere here, he's not talking about, he's not talking about anything dealing with non-kosher products. We're not talking about non-kosher. We're not talking about doing Averas. We're not talking about nothing like that. That's not where we're at right now. It's all kosher. It's all kosher. It's all allowed. It's all in the positive. But yet... I'm, I'm choosing to, to put my Yetzirah up on the altar. And that winds up bringing, right, not only Yekar to Kuchibrichu, but also Kedush also everywhere. And that's the change. Okay? All right, so we'll, uh, so I, we'll finish the parak. Baruch Hashem, Mazel Tov to everyone.